Well, hello there, and welcome back to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a more compassionate plant-based lifestyle. I am one of your hosts, Vicki. And this is Larissa. In this episode of the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, we're chatting with Adrian Marie, founder of Healable, an awareness initiative that aims to improve consumer transparency by shedding light on our purchases. And in addition to talking to her about Healable, we're also going to talk to her about her new self-published children's book, The Roots of Our Food. It's a gorgeous book, by the way. And we're going to be talking to her about it. She illustrated it, wrote it, narrated the uh, audiobook. Pretty, pretty <laughs> incredible. Uh, and it's, it, like I said, the illustrations just... I I, uh, I was in awe of the illustrations. Very cool. So we're looking forward to talking to her. But before we do that, let's hear from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by the Golden Apple Roundtable. Who are the members of the Golden Apple Roundtable? These are the folks that help ensure that the lights stay on at Vegetarian Zen by providing us with monetary support via Patreon.com. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it easy for artists and creators to get support from their fans, followers, and community members. Many people don't realize that there are costs involved in putting together a podcast, but we do incur costs for media hosting, website hosting, equipment, etc. Any monetary support that we receive through Patreon goes directly back into the cost of producing the show and keeping it going free to our listeners. If you're interested in supporting us on a monthly basis, please head out to patreon.com forward slash vegetarian zen, and there you will see a video of Larissa and me. And in that video, we discuss the mission of vegetarian zen. On the right-hand side of the page, you're going to see some various support levels, anywhere from a dollar a month to $50 a month. And you can also customize your uh, level of giving, by the way. Those are just some suggestions. Certain levels will qualify you for some vegetarian zen swag, such as a car magnet, recyclable grocery bags, stickers, or a t-shirt. Even a dollar a month can go a long way to help keep the podcast going. So thank you to our current, our past, and our future Golden Apple Roundtable members. Thank you. If you're not interested in contributing on a monthly basis, we also have a one-time button located on our website that says buy us a juice. If you go to vegetarianzen.com forward slash support, you will see that at the bottom of the page and you can provide us with a one-time monetary contribution to help support the show. Okay, uh, we have no new podcast ratings today, but if you are if you haven't reviewed the podcast, we greatly appreciate you heading out to vegetarianzen.com forward slash review and leaving us a rating. Are we ready to get into our episode today? Let's do it. Adrian is the creator of Heal Label, short for Health, Environment, Animals, Laborers Label, an awareness initiative that aims to improve consumer transparency by shedding light on our purchases, especially food, and the impact they have on animals, people, and the planet. Adrian is a gluten-free, plant-based vegan, She's been vegan for around four years and was vegetarian for around four, uh, 10 years before that. Her motivation for living a plant-based lifestyle is primarily animal welfare related. In November of 2020, Adrian wrote, illustrated, and narrated the, the audiobook version uh, and self-published a children's book called The Roots of Our Food, which is available on Amazon. Adrian grew up in Kentucky, but has traveled around the world and has lived in Germany, Australia, and Turkey. In her free time, she enjoys plant-based cooking, photography, getting outdoors, and studying language. Let's bring Adrian on the show. Welcome to the show, Adrian. 
Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Absolutely. welcome. We're so glad you're here. Yes, absolutely. Yep. And I love what we're going to talk about today. Um, but before we get into uh, talking about your book and talking about Healable, let's talk about you. Can you tell uh, our folks a little bit of something about yourself? Yeah, well, I'm Adrienne Marie. Um, I am a, I would consider myself a plant-based vegan. I'm also gluten-free for now, at least. And uh, I've been vegetarian uh, much longer than that. It all came from childhood, from just not um, wanting to eat meat and that sort of thing. So most recently I wrote a kid's book called the roots of our food. Um, and I also have a website called healable, uh, which promotes label transparency. And, uh, yeah, I enjoy traveling, uh, plant-based cooking, meeting new people, getting outdoors, that sort of thing. So thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Awesome. And I do want to, I, I do want to start maybe with Roots of Our Food, your children's book, because this is the thing. It really caught my attention when I looked at it. The illustrations are beautiful. The story is beautiful. And uh, maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Like what inspired you to come up with it? And if you can let folks know a little bit about what it's about. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Um, All right. Well, I wrote the book, I want to say about two years ago. Uh, I was babysitting my nephew at the time. I think he was around three or four years old. And um, he loved rhyming. And so I would read a lot of his books to him. And uh, I thought, you know, I could probably do something like this, just make a fun story. And since my passion is is about plant-based eating and and food and um, asking questions and that sort of thing, uh, yeah, I just decided to put two and two together and I wrote up a little story for him and tried to get some publishers, didn't really have luck with that. So I was like, uh, or just, I think about a few months ago, I, I thought, you know, I have the time I couldn't try and illustrate it. I've never done anything like that before, but, um, so yeah, and I published it, uh, self-published on Amazon. So thanks to, uh, you know, the software that's, that's out nowadays. I was able to do the graphics, illustrations, and thanks to uh, Amazon KDP, I could publish it myself. And now it's a real thing. So that's super cool. The, it, that's amazing. And you said that you've never done illustrations before. That's right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you, you're <laughs> extremely talented. Yeah. I mean, the the, the drawings, the illustrations <laughs> in the book are awesome. Oh, thank you. I do have a little experience with Photoshop, so I'm not a complete beginner. But um, yeah, due to softwares that just make it really easy for people to, uh, and open source images, that's how I put it together. And I love the mixed media thing going on. And, And so I had some ideas for how I wanted it to look. I'm not so good with with drawing or painting. So that wasn't gonna happen. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I thought it would be different because I, I noticed a lot of my nephew's books are done in, in different styles and, and I just wanted to do something a little different that was within my skill set. Yeah. Well, the graphic design, the way that the images, the images that you, you know, you chose and the way you assembled them is great. I mean, it's really great. Thanks. Thank you. Can you, can you talk a little bit about the storyline? Because I think that's, su- it was such a great story. 
Oh yeah. Uh, so it's it's um, the book is dedicated to children who are curious and compassionate. So it begins with asking questions: Where does our food come from? You know, which um, I think children and adults uh, we should all try to be more mindful of that. And um, so I wanted to explain the process because as curious children, you know, ask where, what, why, how. So yes, the kid meets a farmer. The farmer. Uh, tells the story of, of is the educator of how we plant the seeds and, and thanks to the rain and soil and um, the sun, they grow and they bear fruits and vegetables and in the whole story. But it also goes to the workers in the field, like harvesting the food. Um, so they're involved in the process, taking the food to the farmer's market where they go shopping, bringing it home and cooking together with family. So it's, it's the full circle. So it really you know, creates this awareness for everyone reading it and gratitude for all the steps that go into that big process that we forget about, I think, all the time. I know I, I have to remind myself when looking at my, my lunch or something, wow, think about all the steps that went into bringing this food onto my plate. Well, and I think it's so refreshing that it's not a factory farming book. It's a farmer farming book it's a small you know um it focuses on you know more small farmers than factory farming i think that's really good to understand especially for kids yeah yeah there's even a line um that says uh some food comes from far away but i prefer fresh picked just yesterday so it is promoting local shopping and um you know, having fresh foods, you know, because as we know, a lot of food is, a lot of our foods are transported cross country from other countries. And by the time it gets to us, it's actually less nutritious that way because it was picked before it was ripe enough. So yeah, it gives children those, those little ideas about the big process, the big picture process. Yeah. Sometimes I, I don't think we, we really, um, or I think we can underestimate how impactful uh, these types of like stories can be on kids. I, I sometimes I'll do something or say something. And I think that was something I learned as a kid, you know, that I learned about as a kid. So that's why I really like this story because it it does go full circle from the farm all the way to, um, you know, like the picture you have of, of the child uh, and this uh, helping to prepare the food and eating the food. It's really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I know it's when we're children, we're just like sponges. We absorb so much of the world around us. And it's a critical time to really give kids these ideas. There was a commercial on when I was a kid. I remember it was like a cartoon. And it was in the name of water conservation. But I remember it to this day, because they had this image of this kid, you you know, turning on the sink, the faucet and the water's going out and there's like a little lake or a pond outside with a fish in it and the water's slowly draining down. Mm. <laughs> wow, and um, yeah, yeah. I remember it to this day and I must have been like four or five years old when that aired. Uh, but it was super effective. You know, I remember to this day, oh, when I'm brushing my teeth, I need to turn off the water, mm. you know. So it's funny how those those uh, mortals um, like stick with us. Yeah. About our I still impact. remember how a bill passes in Congress thanks to after school, <laughs> after those after school. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, and, you know, we don't, we don't have kids ourselves, but if we did, you know, what I had in mind that I would do with your book is actually, you know, take it with, with our kids to a farmer's market 
and use it as kind of a, a learning, you know, experience there where you can, we, we could read the book and then talk to the farmers at the farmer's market, oh. you know, so you get like an extra layer of um, kind of learning, you know, with the book and then talking to actual farmers. Oh my gosh, that'd be cool just right. to do, even though we don't have kids, just to take it to like maybe and start like gathering some kids. Yeah. <laughs> can we use your kids? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> oh, we always talk about that. Can we borrow your kids? <laughs> I want to go see the new Peanuts movie. Can I borrow your kids? Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. So, I know yeah. it's, it's so fun to relive um, life through the eyes of a kid. And but also, you know, as an adult to be able to guide them in, in a positive way. So, yeah, that, that's really cool about the farmer's market idea. And um, I love farmer's markets, by the way. I think they're so cool. It's just awesome to me that you can talk to the person and you see exactly where your money is going. And you have that raw experience of knowing that they pick those, well, um, and their helpers, mm-hmm. you know, they're yeah. uh, the farmers, all of the laborers put a lot of effort into it. And it just is such a rewarding thing to be handing them money and smelling and touching all the fruits and vegetables and produce and ask them questions and take it all in and see other people doing the same. And you're just like, yes, this is, this feels really natural and really good the way it should be. Yeah. I think that's one of the things I miss the most right now is um, going to farmer's markets, being able to do that. Yeah, I know. One it's day. <laughs> so um, speaking of transparency, because this, this I think is does uh, a great job of showing kids transparency behind the food and how it's grown and how it comes to the table. Let's talk a little bit about healable. So can you talk a little bit about what healable is and how, when you got started with it? Yeah, yeah. So healable is the website uh, that I created and it's short for... Uh, health environment animals laborers label so healable h-e-a-l label and uh yeah you can find it healable.com it is a website i see i started this a few years ago and it's been a slow process but now i'm i'm devoting a lot of time to it there's a lot of lists on on the site for example what things are vegan gluten gluten-free acidic alkaline water footprints, carbon footprints, all sorts of things. But basically the idea is to be aware of our impact on what we're buying. So there, and not just food, there's also um, fabrics, materials, textiles, cosmetics and toiletry lists, fashion brand lists, things like that. So you can really, it, the idea is for it to be a tool for shoppers because the theme is conscious consumerism or some people like to call it ethical consumerism and just really having this big understanding of how we are voting with our dollars. And uh, no matter what we buy, it's, it's really generating either a positive or negative consequence. And so the idea is to just help people have the information, equip them with this, this knowledge that uh, they're buying something that is helpful to their health, the environment, animals, laborers, or maybe not. And there's also a lot of these graphics that I've created. I want to say I have over like four or 500 ingredients now. And it's a a square image with the name of the ingredient, a photo of the ingredient, 
And you can quickly see using the stoplight system, red, yellow, green, whether that is positively or negatively or kind of like a neutral impact on health, environment, animals, laborers. So you can quickly see. And then, of course, if you want to read on, um, oh, wait a minute, I didn't know that ingredient was affecting animals negatively or, oh, that's bad for the environment. And then on, on the profile for that food, you can scroll down and, and get the details. Well, you know, and that is a lot of work that has gone into that. I mean, just looking, I'm just looking at four of them right now. I'm looking at, at stevia, croutons, bee pollen, and agave nectar. And I mean, I, holy cow, that's a lot of work that you've put into this. It's incredible. Yeah, I love it. I know that sounds super nerdy, but I, it's what I love to do so much. I just, you know, this really, this idea came from being a frustrated consumer and being vegan, uh, or even back when I was vegetarian, or now I'm also gluten-free. So it's like, oh God, you know, I, I really have to read labels when I go shopping. And when I do, I'm like, what is that? You know, and and even if I do know what it is, okay, it might not come from an animal, but maybe it's terrible for the environment. Mm -hmm. So I, that's also a value that I have. It's not just animals. It, it's also, um, you know, I, I want to make sure I'm not harming fellow humans at the same time. So for example, coffee, bananas, chocolate, these are things that have known, how should I say it? They, they are known to be things that can be harmful to people. They're, they're, they have a, a kind of a, tra a negative track record for the laborers maybe that they're underpaid. So these are these are items that we would want to buy, make sure to buy fair trade if it's available. Right. And I, you know, I so. like with your sis I like with your system that you know, if you see something that has maybe a negative or or negative or neutral impact on something that you're concerned about, you can look through your system and find a better option. Yeah, thank you. That it's yeah, cuz you know, I, I've watched tons of documentaries and my pet peeve is when someone totally gives you all this information and uh, you're very aware of the problem, but there's not really a solution. You know, they just leave you hanging. And so I wanted to be very cautious. So when I present the problem that it's very clear what a solution is or a substitute or an alternative for ingredients I guess we'll just focus on ingredients for now that impact um, things negatively in, in a bad way. So yeah, there, there needs to be a, a substitute or yeah, similar ingredients they can browse. I, I think that that makes it more likely that people will stick to, you know, a plant-based diet or animal friendly products or practices if if they're presented with options. Yeah, yeah. Knowledge yeah. is power. And I know something that a lot of people who are curious about ditching meat or, you know, eliminating cheese or milk from their diets or going vegetarian or vegan, you know, doing something, uh, whether it's for their health or for animals, the environment or whatever, that one of their things is they, they don't even know where to start. It's, it's a bit overwhelming to have to change all that up. And, and sadly, I mean, at least the way I was raised was using our, our typical food pyramid, like the standard American diet, 
which really emphasizes, you know, eating um, a lot of meat and dairy and that sort of thing. And so people are very confused, like, well, what do you mean? If I stop eating meat, where am I going to get my protein? But it's very, very doable. You know, there's so many more fruits and vegetables and legumes and seeds and nuts out there to be had than there are just standard products that come from cows, pigs, turkeys, chickens, fish. You know what I mean? There, yeah. There's an array of fruits and vegetables and, and plant-based products that have yet to be discovered by a lot of people. They just don't know about them and they don't know about how beneficial it is to go to go that way instead. Yeah, one of the yeah, and you know, even in the we've been podcasting and and became vegetarians in 2013. Even in these past few years, we've seen a lot of things change with respect to mm. products out there that are that are vegan friendly, vegetarian friendly. One of the things that personally still frustrates me and this is why I was really happy to see what you had created here is the transparency. It's like a lot of companies are jumping on these buzzwords like Right. Like even, you know, animal, no animal testing. Well, we know that means that doesn't necessarily mean it's cruelty free. Um, you know, you have there's it's like they're playing around with some of these words and hiding behind like natural ingredients or whatever. You know, it's like that's not really transparent. It, and how many years yeah. did you say you'd really been focused on this, like doing this type of work? Uh, I have been doing it on and off for probably three years, I want to say. And it's really funny. It's great that you brought that up because the, the website first began when I bought a bag of chips and I was living in California at the time. So there were all these products available that were, you know, green marketing, like flashy and using vegan, uh, plant-based, you know, all these buzzwords on it gluten-free, all the marketing terms. So I, I just, oh, great, vegan. I saw the word, bought it. I'm eating the chips and I'm like, oh, I wonder what's in these. These are pretty good. And I look on the back and I see palm oil as like a main ingredient. And I knew already that that was like, uh-oh, not a good ingredient. And I was, I felt so uh, deceptive, you know, like I yeah. felt so jaded uh, yeah. or tricked rather because it, it was like, come on, I just bought these because you're, you know, highlighting the fact that there's no animal products. But for those who might not know, I think a lot of people know about palm oil these days, thankfully, but it is an ingredient that is used so frequently in all kinds of things. They sneak that stuff everywhere. And it's a cheap oil. However, it yes, it might be vegan. It, it doesn't come from an animal. But in order to obtain it, they use, it's from a palm tree, certain type of palm tree. Specifically, most of it comes from the, this rainforest in Indonesia, which is, uh, I think, like the last biodiverse, or I forget what it is, some the last of some rainforest in the world that is home to orangutans, tigers, and I want to say rhinoceros or something. So it's it's really special. And yet they're having every second, it's a disgusting number of, of acreage of trees that are torn down in order to obtain this palm oil. So it is, in a sense, harming animals. Yep. And so I was just like, no way, I can't believe it. There's palm oil in this. And I was so mad. And so I think that that's when healable was born because I was so upset. I was like, no, that's not fair. You can't do that to the customer. We need to be more vigilant about the ingredients that are going in to things because, you know, you can't attack the brand 
and this is what also I, I struggled with in the beginning was, do I, do I blame the brand for doing this? You know, they should have known better. They deceived me. But then I was like, no, that's not, that's not a good approach. I think if there were enough people who just said, okay, I would love these chips. They were delicious, but just the palm oil is a thing. Can you swap it out for a different type of cooking oil, you know, and then they can continue the vegan. And I'll pay the nickel extra a bag. If you just get rid of the palm oil, you know, that's the thing. That's what they're trying to do is they're trying to make it so cheap. And that's where they substitute things. They have things like that. And, you know, all the other stuff that goes in that is just cheap ingredients that, that uh, if we were just to say, look, I'll give you a nickel. (laughs) And that's why we always say you, you vote with your dollars. Yeah, absolutely. It's really, the consumer has a lot more power than they're aware of. You know, it's back to the original supply and demand concept. And mm-hmm. and it is shocking how uh, the industries actually do listen. They're very vigilant, um, whether it's through focus groups or online surveys or customer feedback or just noticing that their products aren't selling very well and they're scratching their heads and they're like, oh, maybe it's because of the palm oil. You know, people are, are be- becoming very aware of these issues. And thankfully, the the um, businesses, the industries, the product manufacturers, they're following. So yeah. it's, it's great. And it really is about, um, you know, knowledge is power for the consumer. And if we don't buy the bag of chips that has palm oil, but we do buy, you know, something else that is totally vegan and true to the mission and true to the idea, then you're going to have a very satisfied customer. Yeah. And I was, the reason uh, I asked you how long you had been doing this work is because I was going to ask, you know, is this something, have you seen any changes one way or the other with respect to the transparency? For example, like I said, with when we became vegetarians in 2013, it was kind of still challenging. It wasn't as challenging as some, you know, like I had mentioned before, we've had folks in our, we have folks in our community that have been vegan for 30, 40 years that say, Oh, I remember when, you know, there's no way you could vegan food was just salad because it wasn't like other (laughs) stuff you could go uh, easily get. And, uh, and nowadays the offerings are a lot more accessible to people. Have you seen any changes in either like in legislation or maybe just an information being able to get out uh, in the last three years that has encouraged you or is it, kind of discouraged you or what changes? Have yeah. You yeah. Yeah. So I, I've noticed a few, uh, I'll start with just as a consumer. Wow. The amount of products available on the market, because of course, uh, like Larissa said, I believe earlier, people want a substitute. So when they find out, Oh, maybe eggs are not as great as I thought they were, or, you know, uh, chicken isn't, isn't really as healthy or, or something. They, they find some negative aspect of something they thought was, was good in every way. They need a substitute. And, and thankfully, I direct them to some products that might be um, of interest, like on Amazon or um, just ones that exist or just naming what you can use as a substitute. Uh, that's a, a better option. Uh, there are so many, the market on the market, there's so many more, there's like just egg, for example, which is like my new favorite thing. I can't believe how much it resembles an egg. It's, <laughs> um, have you heard I've of just egg? To try that. I've been wanting to wow, try it, but it's, it's not been very accessible for, to us for some reason. It will, it'll, it'll yeah. come around because now it, it's, I find it in my 
mainstream, even in the mainstream grocery store, uh, my local one, but it's, uh, it resembles an egg. It tastes like an egg. It even sticks to the pan like an egg. You know, you, you could really fool people with this. And uh, I think the main ingredient are mung beans. So it's like, what are mung beans, you know? But anyway, there's so many more products coming to the market. Uh, people really search on my website. I can see what they search for a lot. A lot of the plant-based milks are, have just, oh my gosh, they become so popular now. And I think it's not just a temporary trend. I think it's, it's really here to stay because it's just, um, it's such an easy swap out, you know, for baking and putting milk in your coffee in the morning or even just drinking it. People are noticing the health benefits and the environmental benefits and the animal benefits to, to that sort of thing. So the amount of products on the market in the last few years has thankfully just wow, there's so many more than there used to be. So that, and then also on my website, I another thing that's really searched for is water footprints and carbon footprints. So these are terms now that are becoming very common. Like, like people are starting to catch on, like what is a water footprint? And so I've of course created a list in order of the heaviest water footprint to the lightest water footprint and the same for carbon to know, let's say like an ingredient, um, beef, we could say is, is a good example. Really, really, it takes a lot. They've calculated it, how much water, fresh water, which is a finite resource must be used to produce one ounce or one pound of beef or what have you. And they've done the same for apples and pears and beans and rice and, and everything, you name it. And so that is something that I've noticed a lot of people are searching for is they, they want to know what the footprint of their food is. So that, that's a trend that I, I've, I've seen change in the last few years. Yeah. And thankfully, too, it's not, you know, when people used to worry about these types of things, you were not you were kind of seen as like an out there hippie kind of uh, person. <laughs> and now it's pretty mainstream. I mean, I think it's uh, what I've seen and what I really like is that it's not seen like that anymore. It's seen more as not that I have anything against hippies. I'm just saying that it's a very <laughs> it's seen more as a responsible thing to do. So I think it's yeah. it's gone a little bit more uh, mainstream in that in that respect. So yeah, it's, it's really cool to see that different magazines and articles are publishing fun facts, uh, engaging, interesting things like, for example, how much water went into your food or went into your lunch. And you can see, and they compare it to, um, for, for the carbon footprint, they'll compare it to like miles or kilometers of driving, just to give you an idea. But, um, yeah, being that animal agriculture is emits so much pollution, actually, and so much, and it consumes so much energy, and things like that, something even more than car emissions or transportation emissions. So people are catching on, and they're starting to notice. You know, we're going through climate change right now, and we need to do what we can to stop it. And maybe not everyone can drive an electric car or have solar panels on their house. But they can definitely start by changing something we do every day, which is eat three times a day or more in my case. you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, it starts at the grocery store with a lot of our things. It also starts with, um, you know, it might involve your closets, what clothing you wear and what those materials are made out of. But more than anything, it's the food because we do that on such a regular basis. 
but it's, it has to make an impact if you think about it. Right. And, you know, I think that's so good that you're seeing more of that. And, you know, with your website, you do get to to have those insights by seeing, you know, what people are searching for. And then you're seeing that backed up by, uh, as you said, like what's, what's being um, published in, in articles and, you know, magazines and papers. And, you know, I think that it's just going to get better. There's going to be more of that. And, you know, we don't, we don't normally talk politics um, here, but with the upcoming um, change in our, our um, administration and getting back into the, the Paris climate accord and all that, I think that that's just going to, we're just going to continue to see that increase. Um, and I think that your website, um, Healable, is going to really be even more important than it than it has been as we see that because as we see more people paying attention and you know seeing our government be responsible and and being wanting to be more responsible themselves i think that you're probably going to see a pretty big boost in in what you're doing yeah yeah thank you i know i i have noticed too just from the traffic that it's just becoming a, a very hot topic people want to know they want to find out uh, what they can do, what positive changes they can make to their lifestyle and their shopping and their diets um, to, to, you know, not be part of the problem, to be part of the solution. And uh, I just, I love how people are now empowered with um, choices and information and uh, really can take the responsibility of saying, you know, I am doing something that makes a difference because it, you know, the problems of today, they seem so overwhelming with climate change. It's just, and then you think, oh, you know, what difference can I make? I'm just one person, but it's a huge difference that everybody can make. And it really just starts at home and it just starts from, you know, what's on your grocery list and what you're going to buy in the store and, and what you're going to say that you want more of or what you want less of. And along those lines, you, I, before we wrap up, I did want to ask you if you had some good tips for for people to request or to make like you were talking about. It starts at home, getting more transparency, and it's and I, I do want to caveat that with there is a lot of information, a lot of good information out there, but there's also a lot of bad information out there. So maybe some mm-hmm. tips for how people can look to see maybe maybe not even just. Uh, you know, emailing a company, which I think is important. And I do, I do agree with you. I think they listen. I think they do see feedback. I think it's one of the great things about our competitive market is that they're, you know, the, once these things start to pay attention, uh, I'm sorry, once these things start to be important to the consumer, the companies are going to follow. It can't, it's not necessarily the other way around. So um, what tips might you have for just, you know, someone sitting at home listening to this saying, I do, that does matter to me. uh, And I do want to get a little bit more involved. Do you have any tips for maybe how they can get more involved? Yeah. Yeah. I love supporting uh, any new product that is aligned with, with my philosophy or with, with my morals and my values. And so discovering these new products that are available in grocery stores, they might be a little expensive in the beginning. We're seeing that now with um, maybe like Beyond Burger or I'm sorry, Beyond Meat or Impossible Burger, which is a great meat substitute, by the way, for anyone who hasn't tried that yet. I really recommend it. It Sometimes it's too realistic for me. 
<laughs> um, it's just, it's like, whoa, this is scary how much it tastes like meat. But if you want that, it, it's a great transition product. And so, yeah, it's a little expensive now if you compare it to the cost of beef, but the price will come down. So I believe in supporting these companies, paying a little extra, trying new things, seeing if you like it. Sometimes they're not always the best, but just try it, support it. And uh, you're sending them the message and you're also driving down the price. So eventually the price will come down when more people catch on and start to buy it. So you could do that. You can definitely, like you mentioned, write to the companies or give feedback. Something I've been a fan of lately is joining groups, joining local communities on social media, especially through Facebook, a local vegan or vegetarian group. And people are so good about taking photos of their food and taking photos of products that they find in the store. And it's just generating so much like a, a community that supports each other. And when you see how many others there are in the world doing something similar to you with the same mindset, it, it's really encouraging to keep going and to get so much information on products that they've liked. Let's see, what else can you do? Uh, submitting feedback. Oh, you can request at the to your store. If, if they don't carry products that you're seeing available online in your city, you can, it's great to request these items uh, if they don't currently carry them. Yeah, that's a really, that's a really good one. Um, I like because, you know, a lot of times it's not that they, that they don't carry them on purpose. It's maybe because they're not aware of them uh, and right. not aware that there's, that there are people in their community. Yeah. yeah. Who would, who would buy these if they stock it in their stores. Um, so that's definitely a good one. And, you know, it's not just about the companies, is it? It's also about uh, the regulating agencies and the government agencies mm-hmm. and, and the, the, activist groups and, and politicians and, you know, it, it's everybody at, at all different levels. So I think that, you know, besides just reaching out to companies, maybe a good option is to kind of be more active with um, lobbying groups and, and things like that. If you're, if you're so inclined, I mean, not, that's not everybody's cup of tea, but it, you know, if you want to take it kind of kick it up a notch as, as they say, um, that might be something else to, to look into. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, too, just as important as as contacting companies to say, oh, I, I really wish you could take palm oil out of your products or something, whatever ingredient. Or, for example, uh, there's another major brand, I don't know if I'm allowed to mention them, <laughs> that uh, does does products, the beet substitute products, and it's so tasty and delicious, but they do add egg. For example, uh, you know, it's just like, oh, you're just off by one little product. It would be you could so you close. could put the word vegan on it. You're so close. You don't even need that egg. You could put chia seeds in it. You could put flaxseed. You could put, you know, another binder uh, in in that. So so instead of uh, you know, and of course, it is good to say, here's a tip. I love your product, but can, it would just be so much better if you did this. I think it's great to give companies positive feedback. For instance, Pizza Hut. And I think Donato's now makes uh, pizza with Beyond Sausage. So I it saw is a that. yeah yeah. It's uh, so I got I got one the other day. It was really delicious. And so I wanted so I took a photo 
I, I posted it in my local uh, vegan Facebook group and, you know, complimenting them. Hey, thank you so much, Pizza Hut, for for now catering to the veggie community. Like, we really like this. And that's really good for them. They're seeing uh, how many people, how many vegans or vegetarians exist in the world. And if only they could add vegan cheese, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, so you they're, know, I they're think... almost there. Yeah, I think that's um, that's good. And I think that companies will pay attention to things like that because you're essentially marketing for them. You know, when you put, right. when you take a picture yeah. of their product and you tag them and then you put it in in your your vegan groups or your, you know, your local group, you're you're doing their marketing for them. And yeah. the other thing is, I think because you said um, one of the things you said was for vegans and vegetarians. It's also, though, for, you know, we went to we had dinner with some friends before the whole pandemic uh, uh, at a, at a restaurant, it was last year and they had the beyond meat burger or there was it the impossible burger. Yeah, I don't remember impossible. which one it was the impossible burger. And I ordered it and our friends are not vegetarian, but one of them asked to try a piece and she was like, I would totally order that. So it's also yeah. about like kind of introducing people, you know, I know a lot of like, right. there's some people that have a problem with some of these faux meats and I'm like, well, you know, you don't have to eat it if you don't think it's healthy, but here's the thing. It's introducing people to the idea of that meat isn't everything. You don't have to, you know, when I grew up, meat was like the center of the plate and mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's changing people's mindsets too, that aren't even vegetarian or vegan to go, Hey, I could have a vegetarian meal every now and then or a vegan meal. Right, exactly. Because I don't think anyone is, uh, I mean, maybe there are a few out there, but I don't think anyone is pro harming an animal in order to get our nutrients. So mm -hmm. it's like, yeah. if they can have that burger, and it tastes exactly the same, and it happens to have the benefit of no fat or cholesterol compared to the traditional beef burger, and they don't harm an animal in the process, it's like, uh, why not? Why wouldn't you? You know, right. and I think like you, like you said, they are a little hesitant. It's different. Uh, it's non-traditional. It's new. It's, it's a little scary, I guess, for some people to try it. But slowly, you know, I think a big deal is like normalizing it. So mm -hmm. seeing, you know, put, thankfully, and I know it's a little controversial to put it in McDonald's and Burger King and White Castle and KFC. I don't know if they're doing a faux meat yet, but all these faux meats are, and it, that is such a, a tough uh, topic because it's like, you want to say thank you. You want to support them. You want to try it. Like if you're in a hurry and you want to drive through McDonald's and get a veggie burger with, I don't know which brand they use, but you know, it's, it's sending a message like, yeah, thank you. I'll support this. But at the same time, you're supporting the industry that is, is against your, your morals and your values. So that's, that's a little tricky of what to do, but the most important thing there is that they're normalizing it. So mm -hmm. the other people in the drive-thru who are seeing the Whoppers and whatever, and then they see what a veggie burger, you know, it's just right. little by little, they're going to be like, that's normal. And then they're more inclined to try it. Well, Adrian, it has been great having you on the show. Before we say goodbye, can you let people know where the best place to find you, your book, and then also Healable? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'd love to hear from you and connect. You can, of course, contact me through the website, healable.com. So it's H-E-A-L and then A-B-E-L. <laughs> so the spelling is like a label, H-E-A-L-A-B-E-L.com. And uh, it's also healable on Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, 
just about everywhere. And uh, the book, The Roots of Our Food, is now available on Amazon in ebook, paperback, and soon audio format. Awesome. Are you going to narrate it? I have narrated it. Yes. It's, awesome. it's, it's already. <laughs> oh, it's already done. It's oh, already. Cool. It's already, already submitted. Narrated. It's already done. It's just quality inspection. It's, oh, so I'm waiting cool. for that. But yeah, yeah. That's very cool. And we will have links to everything in the show notes. So uh, folks can just check out the show notes, vegetarianzen.com forward slash 374 to get hooked up with all of the links we just uh, mentioned. Adrian, it has been really nice talking to you. And we're going to, you know, I was just thinking as I was looking at some of your great pins with, uh, with some of the, um, uh, I think I followed you on Pinterest already, but I want to make yeah. sure that we have a very prominent link even outside of the show note, uh, show notes to your site, because I think it's so helpful to see at a glance. This is like one of the, and you know, you might have a side gig in graphic arts, okay. seriously, with what you did with the, <laughs> with the book and then looking at the, um, the, the, uh, what would you call these little pins? I call them that snapshots. Okay. Yeah, the snapshot. Yeah. Snapshots. Yeah. So easy. You just look at it and you can, I can see, you know, green, red, red, yellow, you know, right off the bat um, to tell mm -hmm. me at a glance, uh, you know, if this is kind of in alignment with what I want to be eating. So uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I definitely want to make sure we have some sort of prominent link uh, for reference going forward on our site so that folks, we can direct uh, folks to your website. Really cool. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, so, you much. so much for having me. It was such a pleasure being on your podcast. Uh, thank you so much, Vicki and Larissa. I'm really um, happy that Vegetarian Zen exists, and I'm a big fan. So it was an awesome. honor to uh, be your guest. Thanks. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that was an incredible interview. I really enjoyed talking to Adrienne. She has a lot of knowledge about food transparency. And I did learn a lot. I learned a lot. And, you know, when we've been reading about food transparency in the past, a lot of our my reading anyways has come from regulatory type agency websites, and they tend to be very bland and very kind of hard to decipher. But hers is so easy to, to her um, and colorful. snapshots, very colorful. And I could see this, I, I mentioned this to her after we stopped recording, but I could really see this as a children's mm -hmm. teaching tool, you right. know, like to be able to, to show your kid, okay, let's look at croutons. Yeah. Are they good for your health? Are they good for the environment? Are they good for the animals? Are they good? You know, that kind of right. thing. And maybe uh, like she said, have a little more detail, but it's so easy to read. I really love it. And um, yeah, really, she's put a lot of work into it. And I, I think it's, it looks really good. Definitely. All right. I think that does it for our episode this week. Until next time. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind. 